0: well hello and welcome back fellow riders on bus talk a podcast about work life issues which crowd our minds each day myth busting into reality we share some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance or the lack thereof simply put It's a straight talk to help you cope well with various situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic, so it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. In today's ride, we must talk about the LinkedIn Connects. Why use them? How to use them? What to do with them? And what not to do with them? So let's dive in. So before we dive into LinkedIn Connects, take a step back. A few years earlier, when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn for $26 billion, we were like, wow, what were you? were you thinking and soon it you know the brilliance of the strategy was quite evident there are what, more than 500 million profiles across the world and that co- constitutes a huge data repository of information closer home i think there are on last count 64 million profiles in india in a country where 60 percent of the population is below the age of 30 each year, each week, each month, there are tons and tons of people that enter the workforce. So, are there enough jobs? Answer is no. 64 million people do not have 64 million jobs. And that's where the hustle factor kicks in. So, when we get a LinkedIn request for a job, it's with a mixed emotion. On one part, you do respect the fact that it is extremely difficult for one person to get a job. You'd want to help them. You'd like to help them. On the other hand, you, you also want to respect the processes that are in place, the people who have already applied, and you would want the person to go through the process and you know get the job on merit. That said, there are a lot of assumptions along the way. Uh, on, on both sides, on, on the sides of the leaders as well as on the sides of the job seekers. So let me quickly give you a a water cooler conversation between two job seekers, which I overheard um, a few years earlier. So this is like job seeker one, uh, the first line, job seeker two, the second line, and so on and so forth. So you'll get the drift of the conversation. So here here goes. Hmm. These leaders... On LinkedIn are so overrated. Why so? Oh, well, they never respond to my invites. Well, it could be that they're busy. So busy that they can't accept nonsense. What if there are hundred invites each day? Would they have the time? Well, it still takes hundred seconds, isn't it? It does. But what purpose does it solve? Well, they can refer us for a suitable role. How would they know what is suitable for you? Well, they are bosses. They can give jobs. They really don't need to you know, look deep inside. Hmm. Why would they do that? And why not? They are leaders. They can easily refer. Well, do they know you? Have they seen your work? Uh, no. Then basis, what would they refer you? Well, I have experience also have the other 300 people who have applied don't they and why why would they skip your resume forward leaving all those 299 people behind i don't care i need the job yeah there could be so many more jobs yeah there could be 100 jobs in one department couldn't that's unlikely so why should you get a preference over others well, if my situation was not desperate, I wouldn't have cared. So you, you value your desperation and you think the rest of the 299 are not desperate or they don't have a DMI on their heads or they are not in a difficult situation. Why would you assume that? Hmm. You're not my friend. End of conversation. <laughs> so This is a very common conversation that some of us leaders uh, come across when we get LinkedIn invites, especially when I've written some articles. The guy goes, well, sir, I loved your article. It's great. And I say, thank you. And he says, well, can you get me a suitable role? And I said, why should I do that homework for you? Isn't that your job to look for a suitable role and and then come to me? And he goes, I don't know. So the, the subtext in this conversation uh, friends is people reach out to us with a suitable role without really doing homework. And they expect us to do the homework for them. Is is that the only job I have? Is that the only thing that I am here to do? You know, a smart thing to do would be to go to the career website of the company that you intend to apply, look for a role, do a self-analysis. And if you think you are a good fit, a good question to ask would be, hey, Mr. LinkedIn or Ms. LinkedIn uh, leader, here is a job code which I think I could be a good fit. But as we all know that job descriptions seldom cover a 360-degree view of the job description, could you help perhaps point me in the right direction? You know, we all understand that you're looking for a job, but it's a slightly smarter way of addressing the issue. And if you don't get a response even after this, well, th- then the message is clear, right? You've got to move on. But if you do get a response from the leader, then you have some conversation to break the ice, right? You have to understand the nuances uh, of a job description. Uh, execution feasibility is something that people look forward to in an in a ideal profile other than the basic work experience that, that is available on the table. So next time when you are interacting with the leader, do your homework. Don't expect the leader to do the homework for you. On the flip side, you know, my request to the leader leadership community is, if we don't help people, if we don't help guide them, then who will? I mean, go back 20 years or 25 years when we were youngsters, if we had some insights about, you know, managing and uh, maneuvering our careers better, perhaps we could have taken some more smarter decisions. A lot of us have learned the right decisions, you know, the hard way. So, you wouldn't want the same thing for the next generation, right? So somewhere we need to be patient and yes i know the calendars are packed and you perhaps don't even log on to linkedin frequently but it's okay to take a moment uh, you know probably set some time aside to address some of the linkedin connects that come your way and and help guide them uh, nothing wrong with that so level setting the expectations on both both ends is uh, very very essential it is difficult in india to find a job and hustling uh, is a key skill set to have. Uh, it's it's a good skill set to have, actually. But you have to try and uh, approach it in the right way. I also want to spend some time on communication skills. Mm-hmm. You know, the in all your resumes, or you know, maybe nine on ten resumes that I come across, they have superior communication skills, strong communication skills, good mm-hmm. communication skills, you know, highlighted in the resumes. But to me, good communication skills does not mean the ability to speak great English. It's not the ability to speak great English. It is the ability to simplify 50 thoughts into five. If you can press your thoughts and make it as relevant and make it simple for the other person to understand, that is the power of communication skill so when you're talking to a leader if you can make your point quickly without having a long winded answer is a good sign of uh, your communication skills i often get requests when people you know when they send me a linkedin invite and i say uh, thanks for reaching out glad to get connected and the prompt response is yep likewise stay in touch and i'm like seriously you know, you get the tone right. You, know, you really want uh, the point in having 5,000 dormant mm-hmm. connections is futile. It's a pointless exercise to have 5,000 contacts. I'd rather have 50 contacts, which are assets. So when you are perhaps interviewing for a role, uh, and the hiring manager has like 10 common connects, you know that you, if the right time comes for uh, when the seeker, referral, seeker reference, then you could talk to these 10 people who can vouch for your work ethic, your achievements or attainments, or your uh, working style. But if you can't do that, there's no point in having 5,000 or 10,000 connects. So when these open networks, uh, reach out to me saying that, uh, let's connect. And I'm like, yeah, but basis what? what? What is it that you want me to discuss? And then just switch off. you know. Uh, so, so put some time, put some effort into building a bridge when you really don't need them. You know, networking is about building that bridge when you don't need it, right? It's opening a channel of communication, to share your skill set, exchange best practices, seek guidance, it could be anything. On a separate level, a great way to build a strong network is to write original content on LinkedIn, copying and pasting some other article. It's like a 50-50 to me, not much, but I really appreciate original content. And you don't need to be a research scientist to write an article. For example, you you are a a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old account manager. When I say 5-year-old or 10-year-old, I mean tenure-wise. You are a 10-year-old account manager. A great article would be how account management is being done in 2020 vis-a-vis how it used to be done in 2010. Go talk to such people Understand how they did account management and how you are going to do it differently. Ask a question. Is it the right thing to do? Is it the right way to go? Should we do it in some other way? Those make for great reads for salespeople. Likewise, for any other topic, if you have a point of view on a technology, if you have a point of view on the future of technology, what is your point of view? Do you have an opinion? You know, all of these add to your 360-degree profile it shows how robust a personality you are it shows how deep you are as a person and how how much of a thinker you are and not just you know a uni-dimensional personality these aspects attract a lot of eyeballs with eyeballs you will get a lot of connection requests for yourself and which makes for great networking conversations bear in mind linkedin is just not a job site or a job engine There is a section for that, but there's a section for information exchange. It's a platform for information exchange, for networking with people, for learning new things as well. So balance both. It's not just one in lieu of the other. Right. So I hope some of these insights, uh, frank insights really, uh, give you some idea of to better leverage the power of uh, LinkedIn and use it the right way. Uh, If you really liked what you heard just now, you know what to do. And uh, I just wish you well for your career endeavors and future plans. And I know it is tough, so hang in there. And sooner or later, the right opportunity will come by. Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts and if you did do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content and if you need to talk to me or reach out to me you can use the Twitter handle hashtag Gyanban spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N one word or email me on gyanban at gmail.com, again spelt as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N-N. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well, and bring your A-game to work. Ciao.